speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. Jesus said, There will be signs in sun and moon and stars and on the earth distress of nations and perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And he told them a parable, look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, you see for yourselves and know that the summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But watch yourselves, lest your heart be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of this life, and that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, without even realizing it, you and I, we tend to build little predictable worlds. Yes, we produce, we construct, and we make little predictable worlds. For example, we all live in very familiar houses and apartments. We go back to them every day. The same smell, the same decorations, the same comfort. Then we go to the same grocery store out of habit, at least I do, and then we go to the same places of work, and we go to the same restaurants. That is right, we create routines, routines in our lives that are familiar. We watch the same movies, the same shows every week. We talk to the same people. Our lives are kind of like a familiar maze, if you will. Yes, perhaps a maze, a very familiar maze. Sure, there's going to be some twists and the turns and back and forth, but really it's nothing to sweat because we know how to get out of the maze. We know how to get to the very end. And so thus we feel comfortable. It's familiar. Indeed, our predictable routines, well-known places, and familiar people are all a part of the worlds that we create for ourselves. Now, we might think that this is perhaps due to living in North Dakota, rural North Dakota. After all, they say there's nothing to do here in North Dakota. So, obviously, it's predictable, and we know how things work. It's been the same way for hundreds of years, obviously. But this happens in large cities as well. Yes, it does. City slickers, they divide out a small portion of their city... And they make it into a small community, and they do their predictable world in their small segment of that larger city. It's just like we do, just the same thing as you and I. 
But what about those people who travel, those people who go and see the grandiose world? Well, more often than not, their world is small as well. Yes, they may travel to different continents and different countries and so forth, but they travel to tourist areas that have the same conveniences, the same amenities, the same customer care, regardless of the country, regardless of the continent, it is all the same. And so, dear friends, think about this for a moment. You and I, we like to keep our worlds small and controllable because we do not have the mental energy or the endurance to live in a very big world with very big problems. Indeed, you and I do not have the ability to live constantly. We don't have the ability to live constantly aware of everything in this world that threatens us. If we were aware of everything that threatens our existence, frankly speaking, we would be unable to function normally. And so it makes sense why we carve out our little predictable worlds. We exchange the chaos of a big world for the predictability and the peacefulness of a small world. We exchange the, indeed, the chaos for the peace of a small world. Because deep down, we want to be in control. We want to be comforted. Now, if you and I are lucky, our little worlds will serve us well. We'll be able to function with relative ease without having to spend a whole lot of time struggling with, ultimately, the fear of threats, the fear of death itself. Things will be manageable. But as you know already, our little worlds are not perfect. There are things in this life that hit us. Not just a little, but there there are events and circumstances and things in this world that hit us like a ton of bricks. Things like cancer. Yeah, the news of a doctor, you have cancer. Or getting fired from a job, hearing those words, you are fired. Or a house burns down, or a friend gets in a car accident and seriously injured. Or the stock market crashes, or a hundred other things. The point being is this, there are big things in this life that they come and they hit us and they show us that we're not in control. Keep in mind though, that these big things are not small problems that cause us to take another, somehow, another route through our maze, but rather these big things that come at our maze and they crash right through it, destroying everything and making us in a place of uncertainty. They reveal to us that our little worlds are just that, little and fragile. As a result of everything we have discussed so far, We're obviously driven to utter despair when these things happen. When our tiny little world falls apart, well, the air, it leaves our lungs, and we're given to dread and terror and perhaps even fear itself. And instead of feeling in control, well, we feel a sense of a heavy weight on our innermost being, upon our mind. It weighs our eyebrows down. It weighs our mind down. It weighs our conscience and our heart down. It, it, it just it weighs on us heavily. And instead of being sober and alert and with a little bit of a skip in our walk, instead we are then paralyzed with dread, crippled with fear, intoxicated with fear itself. Sometimes, Yes, sometimes we may even run to gluttony and drunkenness to offset all of this weight itself, to offset the fear and dread. We think to ourselves, you know what, it 
perhaps it might be better to eat and drink and be merry than suffer from paralyzing fear, so that will work. But in the end, this does not help either, for it only produces a headache and stupidity. And then we're left feeling sick with the body and the mind, with fear and death to boot. So where do we go from here? What I am describing to you is what Jesus talks about in our reading from the Gospel of Luke this morning. Jesus tells us how it is. He tells us that there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars, as well as the roaring and the tossing of the sea. And he says this, which will cause anguish and perplexity on the earth. These things will show mankind that mankind is not in complete control. These signs that we see in this life, they point to an end. In other words, Jesus is saying that there will be things in this world that will cause people to freak out. People will act as if they're lost and afraid in a frenzy. But for you, though, hear this, for you, for you, dear Christian, Jesus says that when these things happen, that you shall not be crippled in fear. He says that you shall not act like you are lost and afraid. You shall not become weighed down with crippling fear. You see, whether it is cancer or whether it is a car crash or a tornado or an earthquake, perhaps even a blizzard itself, these destructive things that come upon us, well, they create chaos in our lives and they create fear. And that makes sense especially if we have spent our lives creating our little worlds to protect us. But this is where you're different. This is where you are different from the rest of the world. You are Christians. The world, you see, will grab a hold of their tiny little worlds and then gaze with helpless terror into the events and the signs of life. They may become so fearful that they run to the bottle to somehow suppress their fear. Or worse yet, they become so incredibly intoxicated with fear itself that they cannot function but babble as if saying nothing at all. But you, dear Christians, yes, you, you do, you do the exact opposite Jesus says to you and me that when these signs happen, when they come upon us, that we are to stand, get this, we are to stand with our chins up. The exact opposite. We're to stand with our chins up and we look away from the uncontrollable signs to hope itself. Yes, these signs are to make you and me not put our head in the sand, not to pull the covers over our head, not to bury ourselves in fear itself, but to stand. With hope, knowing that Jesus is coming back again to make all things new. And so even if our little world comes completely apart at the seams, you and I, ah, we shall not fear, for the Lord comes to us, not with a tiny little world, not with another tiny little world, but he comes to us with his everlasting, his everlasting kingdom of redemption. Frankly stated, if we were to boil this all down, we could simply say this. Our Lord is bigger than our little world. <laughs> Think about that. Our Lord is bigger than our tiny little worlds that we created. And he is bigger than the whole world itself that we often try to hide from. And so we need not fear. We need not fret. Tragically, though, 
Some American churches really mess this up. They really do. They really do. For example, they teach that Christians need to make Jesus a part of their tiny little lives. You see, what they do is they, they speak about our tiny little lives right here, and then we have a tiny little Jesus right here, and we've got to take our tiny little Jesus and put him in our tiny little lives in order to have a tiny little comfort. They speak as if we need to make room for Jesus in our tiny little predictable worlds. My friends, this is hogwash. This is filthy, pathetic, and lame and weak theology. It diminishes Christ. My friends, hear this loud and clear. If nothing else today, hear this loud and clear. We do not need a tiny little Jesus to come into our tiny little predictable world to give us tiny little comfort. No, we need to realize that Jesus is bigger than our tiny little worlds and that he is bigger than the unpredictable big world itself. The big world that we hide from, Christ is bigger than that. That is right. All the sin, all the calamity, all the terror and threats and disease and wars and attacks and troubles of the big bad world, well, they're certainly bigger than you and me. But make no mistake, they're smaller than Christ. They're smaller than his kingdom, his kingdom of redemption that draws near to us. And so when these signs occur, when these signs wreak havoc on you and me, we do not put our heads in the sand and we do not run into our tiny, predictable worlds, for they are bubbles that well indeed pop, leaving us naked and afraid. But instead, we hear the gospel. Chins up. Chins up, saints. Listen. When bad things draw near, look to the one that is bigger than the small things in our life and the big things in our life. Look to the one that is bigger than all of it. Look to the one that is bigger than our little world and certainly bigger than the so-called mighty world. When all hell seems to break loose, stand tall with your chins up, with your heads high, knowing that you are not alone and that Christ himself has come and will come again for you. Behold your Jesus. Your Jesus has come to you to forgive you of all of your sins no sin left unforgiven, but all of your sins atoned for. And he comes to chase away your fear and to promise you that he will come again for you at the last day, to raise you and all believers unto eternal life. And so, baptized saints, do not fear. Today, chins up, lift up your heads. Salvation draws near to you despite the events, despite the chaos and the uncertainties of this big bad world. And no matter how bad it gets, these events and these signs cannot chase your Jesus away, for he will never, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you, but he promises to be with you to the end of the age. Chins up, stand firm, salvation has come to you in Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen. Strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. 
The Lord bless and keep you. 